grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for this morning is from Luke, the fourth chapter, where Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, as he read from the book of Isaiah, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. The eyes of all the synagogue were fixed on him, and he began to say to them, Today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Dear friends of Christ, how many of you remember Sully Sullenberger? He was that, that air pilot that landed that 320 Airbus into the Hudson River, and his expertise saved 155 people that day. Of course, he's a hero. Time magazine called him the hero of the year in 2009, and his hometown people gave him quite a Quite a homecoming. In Danville, California, they were proud of him. And people were saying, we're proud to know Sully. And I know Sully Sullenberger. And I know him personally. You know, it's always nice to know a hero. And if you know one, then, you know, you you kind of have bragging rights. Well, you know a hero. How wonderful it is to be able to say, I know Jesus Christ. But what does that mean? I know Jesus Christ. He's my Savior. He's my God. He's my Lord. And He's alive in me. Who is this Jesus? Well, He grew up in Nazareth. Right? That's where He had His beginning as a child. And now He's all grown up and He finally goes back home and He goes back to His hometown and things didn't go so well. You know, the people of Nazareth were proud enough of what he'd accomplished um, as he went out and had begun to make a name for himself. Uh, They were proud of the fact that, apparently, he'd been out doing miracles. They were proud that people were listening to him and talking about him and and making their little town of Nazareth famous, Um, that he was healing people and helping people that, that needed to be helped. Doing miracles like changing water into wine. And they were amazed that their local hometown hero would go out and large crowds would gather just to hear him talk. However, when he came home, when he sat in the synagogue, when he opened up the book of Isaiah 61, chapter 61 to read, things did not go so well. They decided all of a sudden when he was done to throw him off a cliff. What went wrong? What was so controversial that they were moved to murder? Well, we'll answer that question this morning, but we also will answer the question of our theme, who is this Jesus Christ? That's what Epiphany is about, revealing who He is. And Jesus reveals who He is as He was reading from the text, the prophecy, from Isaiah 61. The prophecy from Isaiah 61 is a messianic prophecy. It spoke of the coming Messiah, and the people knew it well. All the Old Testament people and the people of Nazareth knew, and they're very familiar, that it pointed to God coming into the world. But the people of Nazareth, what they didn't know is that this prophecy pointed to Jesus coming into the world. But Jesus made it perfectly clear that Isaiah 61 was talking about him. He told his congregation 
today, this scripture that I just read is fulfilled in your hearing, I'm here. They were amazed. But eventually, once they got to thinking about it, and when Jesus told them the Gentiles would be included in the promise, they rejected it. They rejected Jesus. They refused to listen to him as their Lord. They rejected him as God. And so Jesus had some harsh words for them. Jesus told his own people in his own congregation. He said, you are no better than the prophets, than than the people who killed the prophets in the Old Testament. They hated the people of God. You hate the one that was sent from God. They didn't take that too well, as you can just imagine. They didn't understand Jesus. They did not know who he was. Well, this is a season of epiphany. It's a season where we reveal who he is. It's a season where we answer the question, who is this Jesus Christ? Epiphany is revelatory. It reveals Messiah, and some people are going to believe that he's Messiah, and some people are going to believe he's not. Some people are going to follow him, and some people are going to reject him. Nothing has changed. Jesus is polarizing. Jesus separates and divides people. It's always been that way. Who is Jesus Christ? Well, that's an important question that's been asked by every age. Our text tells us, Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Holy Spirit, And the news about him spread throughout all of the countryside, and he taught in their synagogues, and everyone praised him. It says everyone praised him. They praised him for his message. They praised him for his miracles, the way he helped people. They praised him for his kindness. They'd never seen somebody like him that was so kind, so loving, so gentle, so inviting And imagine how excited the people must have been to get to watch Jesus. Imagine how excited you'd be to be able to see him. They saw firsthand, firsthand, how he cast out demons from a demon-possessed person. That's pretty impressive. Can you imagine their excitement as they saw the lame walk? The deaf hear? The dead rise? Now think about that crowd. Think about what they saw. Think about what they witnessed. What were they thinking? What were they thinking as they saw these miracles? What were they feeling? What were they saying? Who is this Jesus? Well, Jesus tells us who he is. He's the one spoken of from Isaiah the prophet. Listen again to the words. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. And because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor, he has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives, recovering of sight to the spiritually blind, and set at liberty those who are oppressed, especially by sin, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Do you remember how the Holy Spirit descended on Jesus at his baptism? Who is this guy? How many people have the Holy Spirit descend on him? That's an epiphany. Who is this Jesus? 
Who proclaims the kingdom of God? Good news for sinners. He's the one who forgives our sin. He has the power to overcome death and the devil. He's the one who suffered and died. He's the one who rose again. He's our Savior, and all who believe in Him will live eternally, and all who reject Him will die eternally. Now that's an epiphany too. Jesus is the one who gives sight to the spiritually blind. Jesus is the one who frees those who are oppressed by their sin. Jesus is the one who has the power to forgive, to set us free, to proclaim, as Isaiah said, the year of the Lord's favor. In the Old Testament, the year of the Lord's favor was a jubilee year. Remember that? We don't have anything like that. The year of jubilee in the Old Testament happened once every 50 years. And once every 50 years was a spectacular year in Israel. Lots of joy. You know why there's so much joy in the year of jubilee? Because everyone who was under oppression, everyone who was under bondage, was set free. That's right, everyone. Everyone set free. All conf- confiscated land was returned to its original owner. And back then, if you couldn't pay off your debts, you went to what was called a debtor prison. And you served as a slave until you could pay off your debt. On the year of Jubilee, all slaves are set free. All of them, free. Debt forgiven. Debt erased. No longer living a life of servanthood. The debt was paid off. And you can imagine in that 50th year of Jubilee, the joy that surrounded the community as the Israelite slaves were released and allowed to go home to their families. Every single one of them set free. The bankrupt people were forgiven. And all of them, all of Israel, had a new beginning. Brand new beginning every 50 years. Jesus read about this in our text. He read about the year of Jubilee from Isaiah. And then he said these amazing words, Today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. I'm the Jubilee for you. I set you free. Hmm. Do you know who this Jesus Christ is? He's the one who has come to set you free from sin, not just every 50 years, but continually today and throughout all of your eternity, the rest of your life. Those living in the darkness now walk in the light. Those who are lost are now found. Those who are blind now see and understand. And they follow the Savior who believe in Him. Those who are enemies are made children of God. How does all that happen? Well, Jesus. Jesus is a jubilee. The word jubilee takes its word from, that, from the Hebrew word trumpet. The year of jubilee trumpets. Well, that's interesting. Jesus coming again to give life to those who believe in Him and to cast into eternal death those who don't, who reject Him. 
And you remember how Jesus is going to be, what's going to precede Jesus' second coming? The sound of a trumpet. It's the Jubilee. Jesus is the Jubilee. And when He comes again, He sets all captives free forever. Now that's an epiphany. The year of Jubilee runs against our grain, though, how we think. I mean, our evil thoughts tell us that that God's against us, right? Our evil thoughts tell us that there is a law of God which is holy and good, and I don't obey the law of God, and I am disobedient, and because I'm disobedient, God is short-tempered, and my evil deeds convict me that God's going to get even with me. I have cancer because I'm struggling financially because God's angry. Our thoughtless words convince us that we are unredeemable, that God's grace has been exhausted and there's no mercy left. The law of God convicts us and it leaves us knowing what we deserve. The law of God convinces us that we deserve God's anger We deserve God's wrath now and forever. And because of that, maybe you lie awake at night wondering what's going to happen when you die. And you're overwhelmed with failure. Perhaps you're in bondage to the feeling that you've lost every chance in this life to ever, ever have a joy-filled life. That you will never be joyful. And the joy will never come. And perhaps you've convinced yourself that you're a slave to your sin, enslaved to death. Stop doing that to yourself. Stop doing that. You're God's child. Jesus set you free. The year of Jubilee has fallen upon you. Jesus is your Jubilee. He's your day of freedom for all believers. However, you must also know this, though. Though Jesus gives us a day of freedom for His children, Jesus also gives a day of vengeance for those who don't believe in Him. Like the people of Nazareth that rejected Him. Isaiah prophesied to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance for our God. Two things. Favor, vengeance. Jesus is God and He's coming again to judge the living and the dead. Who is this Jesus? He is the one who will give life to His people who follow Him and believe in Him. And he will give eternal death to those who stand against him, who stand opposed to him. Hmm, That too is an epiphany. The people of his own town, Nazareth, reject him. They reject his jubilee. Today, people are still rejecting Jesus. They reject his grace. They reject his mercy. They reject his forgiveness. Why? Because they refuse to believe that he's God. They refuse to follow Him. They refuse to worship Him. They refuse to submit to Him. And because they refuse and reject Jesus, they will not be set free. They will not be freed from the bondage of their sin. They will not be set free from the debt of their disobedience. 
then they will be imprisoned in death forever, eternal death. You and I, my friends, will never meet such a hopeless fate. We are God's redeemed. We are His chosen. His jubilee falls on us. Freedom! That's what Jesus means to you. And sure, it's true that you were born prisoners to sin. And yes, it's true that you were born in the darkness of unbelief. But baptism has claimed you to be God's child. Baptism has made you part of His family. And God can do that. Because Jesus has that kind of power to do that. And sure, it's true. Your guilt and your shame beats you up. And yes, it's true. Satan accuses you. And yes, it's true. He comes to make your life miserable. Sin makes you miserable. Satan makes you miserable. But sin and Satan have no power over God's people. In Christ, we are set free. Today is a year of jubilee. Consider the joy. Ultimately, most people don't have joy in their lives. They don't understand the jubilee between God and man. We know the joy of knowing Christ. We know what it means. We know who Jesus is. But there are people around us who walk in darkness. They walk in the darkness of their sin. They don't have hope. They don't have peace. They're not free. They're angry at the world. They're angry at their families. They're angry at God. And they open themselves up to sin, all kinds of sin, sex and greed and pride and jealousy and, and hatred for God and rebellion. Satan has them in his prison cell. He holds their souls captive, their minds captive, and devises every possible torture for them. Satan is a, has a future, and his eternal future is in the lake of fire. He wants as many people to join him in his suffering as he can. And he wants you to join him too. He'd love to pull us back in that dark dungeon. Into that dark dungeon where there is no hope, no life. So that he can beat us up every morning when we wake up. And every night when we go to bed. But who is Jesus Christ? He's the one that sets us free. Doesn't matter whether you feel like you're free or not. The reality is, He's the one who gives us liberty. Revelation says to Him who loves us, to Him who has freed us from our sins by His blood and made us a kingdom, priest to God the Father, to Him be glory and dominion forever and ever. That's ultimate freedom. So rejoice. It's epiphany. Jesus is your jubilee. The full debt of your sin has been paid. Amen. Now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.